Welcome to the Tech Bytes Podcast. One of the hot fashions in the networking market today is zero trust network access. And we are talking at ZTNA with our sponsor, Fortinet. Now, the first phase of zero trust mostly targeted remote users because the pandemic brought that remote access and remote security to the forefront of everybody's mind. And what people are finding is that once you have a large enough percentage of users using remote access, then on-premise users start to become a significant security risk by comparison, right? And so just because you're connected directly to a campus network doesn't imply security or safety when your off-premise network actually has control of what applications you can access, where in the network you can reach, whereas the campus network generally just gets everywhere because you're assumed to be a safe and trusted resource. Now, zero trust network access is much more than just network access and network access control. It should be about access to the applications. Joining us today is Peter Newton, Senior Director of Products at Fortinet, and the topic is Fortinet's approach to ZTNA, which they call Universal ZTNA. All right, Peter, let's kick us off. What's your what's the Forty approach to the Universal ZTNA? Well, our approach is hitting on that exact issue of the idea that ZTNA is not a remote-only solution, and the true principles of zero trust. Zero trust is an everywhere solution. In fact, you know if you look at the description of ZTNA, it actually should be network agnostic. Well, network mm-hmm. agnostic means it doesn't matter if you're on the, your own network or on our, any remote network, you should have the same controlled access to applications, whether you're on-prem or remote. And just like you said, you know, it's odd now that for many people, they have a better security for those remote users because they're checking their devices, they're mm-hmm. you know checking that role-based access uh, before they're granting access to a given application, but then they're not doing that when they're on the corporate network. Yeah. But their Why device not? could be compromised, you know, they could it have can, something going on that's it needs the same patches. If you, it, know? you know, if the NAC client says this machine needs to be patched to this level, but they're on the campus and no one's checking it. It's a bit weird. Now exactly. I, I guess the trick here is that we need to realize that the branch LAN a remote user who potentially is working from a you know an off-premise site or a maybe from home or maybe from a coffee shop or whatever mm-hmm. is also the same person who works in a campus LAN or a campus network or a head office network. And I guess what we're mm-hmm. saying here is that we actually need to converge all of those networks into one. So are we actually seeing a blurring of the lines between WAN, branch, campus into sort of just one network? Or is it more like we've got to have the same tools on all of them? Well, our position is more that you just need the same security policies on all of them. Certainly, on-campus networks are going to be different than remote networks. Uh, there's still going to be limits uh, of who can get onto the, the on-campus network. But, you know, within today's working environment, it's not that you have remote users and on-campus users. You really have people that were working both on-campus and remote. The, the work from anywhere, a couple of days in the office, a couple of days at home. Uh, these users should have a consistent experience. When they go to do their work, you know, they're launching applications. Support. Can you imagine the tech support of a completely different process at home? To being well, that's what a lot of people are dealing with today. Oh, yeah, I know. But, you know, if they haven't gone to ZTNA, maybe, you know, they have to launch the VPN when they're off network. But when they're in the office, they don't have to. And, and maybe they have to do a multi-factor check when they're on or off. And anyway, you know, and from a security standpoint, the IT organization then has to maintain two different types of policies. And as you know, the more policies you have, um, the more likely it is that something isn't going to get patched, updated, and there's going to be a gap somewhere. But Peter, it sounds like you're advocating that people that are on campus go through the same headaches that they deal with when they're off campus with some kind of multi-factor authentication and all the rest of it. And the ops people, the engineers that support all this infrastructure are going, wait a minute, if people are in the office, that's easy. They just plug in and they go and I don't have to worry about that stuff. So so what, what kind of an architecture are you actually advocating for? 
Well, I am architecting, uh, sorry, arguing for a consistent experience. Uh, the good thing about ZTNA is that it's usually less user friction than traditional mechanisms. If, you know, your traditional remote access um, with uh, all the logins, you log into your VPN, then you log into your application. With ZTNA, you just do one login and all a lot of that, uh, you know, the encrypted tunnel happens automatically uh, with single sign-on and other checks that are happening uh, in the background, the user doesn't necessarily know that their device is getting checked for firmware updates, that mm. it's being checked for you know antivirus being turned on. From a security standpoint, you're just having the same policy if someone's on or off. So even when they're in the office, yeah, we're still going to check the firmware. We're still going to check the AV. We're going to check, has this device been to a website can it I, shouldn't have been to? Can I just ask, ask a weird question here? You're talking about things that in years gone by, those were entire companies doing agents on a client and checking if the patches were applied and updates and all that sort of stuff. Are you telling me that this is just part of your NAC now? Well, it's not actually in our NAC solution. This is part of Fortinet's zero trust network access right. solution, yeah. which is uh, a feature. It's not a licensed thing. It's right. uh, We just built it into our products because we believe in it. And it exists in our uh, client agent. This is the same agent that is our VPN agent. It does our um, URL filtering, patching policy. It's our fabric. We call it our security fabric agent because as uh, Fortinet believes in the security fabric and a platform of cybersecurity products, yeah. this agent you know, sits on your uh, laptop or, or mobile phone and provides the status of your device. It tries, you know, shows where the user's gone and gives the IT organization tremendous visibility and control. Just, just turned into a feature and you're not charging for it. You're not charging it. It's just part of the license that you get when you buy Zero Trust from Fortinet. Well, technically, you can't actually buy zero trust from us. Okay. We, you, you have to buy, you know, you, if you own a FortiGate and you own a Forti client, you have zero trust. You have right, that okay. ZTNA functionality just available to you. Um, right. And that's, you know, we believe, you know, when someone is um, uh, deploying zero trust, it should be anywhere and everywhere. Our Forti client agent is on the device in the office, it's out of the office. Um, and of course, you know, with FortiGates, you know, you're going to have those in the office, you get them in the cloud. Uh, mm -hmm. And so you have ZTNA uh, application gateways, you know, okay. or throughout your network that really enables efficient, uh, fast access to applications and control points throughout your uh, organization. You're, you're painting Nirvana, Peter, but I think I just found the hole in this, which is the all the all my mm -hmm. IoT stuff I have because you said agent. That's the magic word. Well, I can't put an agent on my surveillance cameras. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, you bring up a good point. Zero trust, and I would say the devices still need zero trust policies. And we're a firm believer in that. But as you point out, they don't take agents. Whether you're talking about IP phones, IP cameras, printers, you know, badge readers, HVAC controllers, these are not things you're going to put an agent on. Um, and for that reason, uh, you need a different mechanism to be able to apply those principles of zero trust, of you know, identification, verification, and then granting them limited uh, access to the network Enough that they can get their job done, but but nothing more. So whereas we uh, use our FortiClient uh, agent for user access to applications, for devices, you need a different mechanism. And for us, we use our NAC solution. Um, it's uniquely designed so it can actually be an orchestration uh, engine, and it can enforce zero trust policies for those devices. It can discover them, identify them. And then configure the network, you know, for no matter what type of 
device you have out there, whether it's is Cisco, on, HP. But the, yep. but I think the key here is that Fortinet actually has its own switches. Not everybody might be aware that you make Ethernet switches that people can use to build brand, not only branch networks, but campus networks as well. And, that's and our solution more, works on our switches as well. Right. Um, yep. And we, you know, our switch sales have been going crazy, uh, but we do recognize that people do have other vendors in their network uh, for their switching oh, and access points. Really? And Would that be, <laughs> could they? They're not going to throw it all out and just... just to <laughs> well, you know, Fortinet's absolutely number one in firewalls with more than half the market now, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the switching and wireless, we still got a bit of a ways to go. So we are, do support multi-vendor uh, yeah. when it comes to the uh, the network infrastructure. <laughs> you better get to work there, Peter. You better get to work there. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, but I mean, that's, that is a much more realistic approach. I think you said at the outset that it's much more of a progressive. Zero trust is something that, you know, most people started with with remote access and then maybe added it to their branch. And then they need to, it's not something you're going to go in and say, today, zero trust will be everywhere, you know, and, and, and configure the whole network. And then on Monday, boom, zero trust. It's much more of a gradual thing from what, from what we were saying. Oh, absolutely. Um, and and when you, I think we should actually be clear here in that there's zero trust, which is a broad concept of how you want to enable users and devices to access your resources. And then there's specific projects or capabilities like ZTNA is a mm. subset of that that really just looks at how do I get my users to mm. applications? And so ZTNA, you know, for us, that that's very much an application level control point. And so if you go to access a a certain application, um, you know, we're going to have, there's going to be a policy around whether you can access what type of state your device has to be in, um, where you can be time of day. And then if you go to access a different application, it's going to be a different, could be a different policy, uh, but it's going to be by application and we're going to be checked you're going to be checked for every single session. Yeah. When you go to access those applications. Now that's just ZTNA users and applications. Now, when we talk about devices, they still need zero trust principles, but that's not necessarily ZTNA because mm. devices, in many cases, aren't necessarily accessing applications. They're not logging into something. They're mm-hmm. they're connecting to a server. They're connecting to a gateway, a controller. And so it's really there. It's more about configuring the network to bring those zero trust principles yeah. to that device, make sure it's See, got that, granular access is, and all that. This comes back to that security fabric idea. What you're saying here is that Yes, we've got a zero trust solution that applies out here in the branch or for remote users coming in over the public web slash internet, but you're also unifying that same fabric for NAC. So you're using NAC on Ethernet switches in the campus and the wireless. Let's let's not mm-hmm. over rotate yep. on one or the other, right? And but you're integrating that into one unified policy. So I don't have to sit there and go, these are my policies on my remote access and then translate them to the NAC for the campus. It's all one. You can, it's all unified in the controller somewhere. Yeah. And the, the, our NAC solution is uh, it's got a great architecture in that it'll reach out to all your branch offices. So you set up your policy mm-hmm. and it can enforce in all your locations. You don't have to be putting NAC machines out at all your locations, mm-hmm. uh, but it can actually, you know, Equally, it's not relied on .1x, so it can manage the wired network at the same as the wireless. And you have a basically a single policy. You say, hey, you know, my IP cameras, they're going to be have access to my NVR server, so they can record and send video in, but they aren't going to have access to the financial servers, not going to have access to the sales servers. Uh, so they can't be used as a you know reconnaissance. Uh, if there's a you know weakness in there, they can't be used to launch a denial of service attack. They're only going to have access to uh, to the server that they 
they need to talk to. And you can do that by configuring the network, put them in their own little slice. And if they move, if someone unplugs a wire, replugs it in, that NAC is you know constantly monitoring. So it can see that, reconfigure the network and maintain those those devices within their own narrow slice of the network. Now you said slice, put them in their own slice. Is that what's that translate to from a network engineering perspective? Is that a VLAN? You put them in a VLAN, and then when you try to route between VLANs, that's where your enforcement point is. It could be VLANs. It could be ACL. There's a variety of mechanisms you could use to um, create zones of control because that's really what you're talking about with with zero trust. Is you need to uh, create a, a a slice of the network, a zone of control where that device is allowed to go, and if they have to go without or beyond that zone, they're going across the firewall. So they're getting that mm. inspection and that control. Now, one thing that I should highlight is that you recently announced the 40 SP5, which is your ASIC. Mm -hmm. And you actually have three different ASICs, custom ASICs that you use for to do this inspection. So you can actually deliver this, I believe, at up to 40 gigabits per second, or, or am I misreading that? Uh, yeah, the... Uh... One of the secret sauces that Fortinet has is the fact that we do have our own custom ASICs and being able to take that hardware and really, you know, put in silicon some of the functionality and capability really increases the throughput and capabilities we have, boosts our ability for, you know, SSL decryption, all kinds of, of uh, security that we can apply. And that really enables us to put so many of these features on our FortiGate. So you think about, mm -hmm. hey, wait, you know, you, you said you got ZTNA on your FortiGate. Uh, it's, you know, hosting your ZTNA application gateway. Isn't it also doing the antivirus and the IPS and, and the SD-WAN and the LAN controller and the wireless controller? And yes, it is. It is doing all those things. But and the only reason not... it can do that yeah. is because we have that that custom ASIC that's hardware accelerated so many of those functions. Mm -hmm. And we have the tight integration with our operating system. You know, we're developing both of those and we've been doing it for 20 years. So yeah. we do have those tight integrations between the operating system and the hardware assist. You're not so using Rust to run security on tools on top of an Intel DPDK. You know, yeah, the general DPI. purpose processors just, you know, yeah. bogged down. Well, they do, but, you know, it's cheap. You can write some software and slap it on a processor and away it goes. You don't get speed though, but mm -hmm. you, know, you get a product and you get to market really, really quickly. And that's, there's a differentiator there. Yeah, so there's absolutely, you know, uh, you know, a purpose for those general purpose CPUs, you know, the cloud base where you're going to scale up mm -hmm. and fire up a bunch of VMs and stuff. And you just need, you know, capacity, but in security where you have specific, points where you need that throughput, you need that capability to have the visibility into the traffic and do that inspection, having that extra processing power from a custom ASIC, it's just, you know, there's no competition. Well, unfortunately, that's about all we have time for today, Peter. Thanks so much for being on the show. If people wanted to find out more about today's product, where can they go? Well, we have lots of information on our website at fortinet.com. You just search on ZTNA and uh, we got all kinds of papers and other things to uh, learn more about it. Right. And if you want to go directly to the Zero Trust content, you go 40net.com slash ZTNA. Or for people in different parts of the world, it is ZTNA, just in case you're wanting to worry about that. Thanks so much to 40net for sponsoring today's show. We really appreciate their support. And as always, if you want more information, don't hesitate to head over to packetpushes.net slash FU, where you can send us your follow-up and tell us what you think about the show. We super appreciate any feedback you give us. And if you want us to pass your name onto 40net, let us know. We always appreciate that opportunity. Don't forget to tell them where you found them. You can find this and many more fine free technical podcasts along with our community blog at packetpushes.net. Follow us on the social medias, rate us on your favorite platform, and remember, as always, that too much networking would never be enough. <laughs>